The clack of fingers tapping the keyboard kept beat with the top 40 Muzak playing at low volume. The combination comforted Maggie. The tap, tap, tap of a tinny bass line beat. Sometimes, when a song came on the car radio that Maggie heard at least twice a day, she mentally added the clicking, like a calming metronome. Riley Martin is here. She wants you, not me. Linda Crawford wrapped her orthopedic shoe gently against Maggie's chair, her lip curled. Maggie studied her co-worker, the only other nurse in the pediatrician's office. Linda was shaped like a beach ball with a mound of permed blonde hair and a permanent sneer. She was in her fifties, and a chronic shoulder injury gave her the wafting odor of icy hot. Maggie wasn't surprised most of the kids asked for her instead. She stood and took the file from Linda's outstretched hand. Quick, easy last appointment of the day. In the examination room, Riley, a tow-headed, spectacled five-year-old, sat giggling on the table. Her father, tall and broad, stood next to her and held her hand. Maggie saw the unabashed love of fathers for their little girls every day, but she'd learned to push down the quick stab in her center. The most staid of men folded like circus performers at the prodding of a child. But the girls, more than the boys, had that ignition effect. The girls, more than the boys, seemed to take that for granted. Hi, Riley. Gearing up for kindergarten? Maggie donned a pair of rubber gloves and opened the file, scanning for due vaccinations. Yes, but Marky isn't going with me to kindergarten. Daddy says I have to leave him home. A tired, well-worn brown rabbit sat in her lap, and she rubbed the petal pink silk on his inner ear. Ah, well, you know what? I heard rabbits are really very smart. I don't think they even need kindergarten. Maggie gathered a pre-filled syringe, tapped it once, and met Mr. Martin's gaze over Riley's head. He gave her a wry grin as she swabbed Riley's arm with alcohol. Just a D-tap today, no big deal. It's not even a real shot, just a little booster. Riley, tell me, are you going on vacation this year? Riley launched into a long-winded description of Disney World, and while she was talking, Maggie snuck the needle into her bicep. As Maggie pushed the plunger down gently, Riley gasped. Maggie laughed. You barely noticed it. It was the smallest pinch. I told you, just a booster. She pinched Riley's chin and slipped a Band-Aid over the puncture wound. As Maggie removed her gloves and tossed them in the trash, she caught Pete Martin's eye. He gave her a wink. She smiled back, but as she left the exam room, she rolled her eyes. Pete Martin was over six feet tall, with salt and pepper hair, and a quick, easy smile that he showered on women all over town. She tossed Riley's folder in the to-be-filed bin. Penelope, one of the young, blonde, 20-something receptionists, snatched it up. She was sucking on a lollipop, filling the office with the syrupy, juvenile perfume of a grape blowpop. Riley didn't ask for you. Pete did. She twisted her mouth and raised her eyebrows, and Maggie couldn't help but laugh. Oh, come on. I swear, Fridays are like well-visit dad day. Maggie shook her head as she turned off her computer for the day. The wall clock above her desk read 3.55. She heard Charlene's words in the back of her mind. Pretty girls know they're pretty. Her mother's voice had a tendency to sneak into Maggie's consciousness at inopportune moments, a measured timbre with a cultivated borderline British accent that Maggie abhorred.
Whenever Charlene spoke, Maggie wanted to grab her by the shoulders and shake her. You were born and raised in New Jersey, home of the worst accent in America. Good night, Penelope. I'm not far behind you. She waggled her fingers in Maggie's direction and packed up her bag. Have a good weekend. Maggie waved to Linda, hunched over her computer, and stopped in the doorway of Dr. Tentella's office to say good night. He was so engrossed in the mounds of paperwork on his desk, he gave her a noncommittal grunt and a quick, dismissive flick of his wrist.